Okay, hey, good evening, guys. Welcome from very frigid and snowy Colorado. And so that's why we decided to do, just do this online tonight. And so anyway, wanted to share a couple of testimonies with you first, which really just talk about exactly what we're sharing tonight again. And so anyway, some of you guys, if you uh, listen to the online fellowships, which we're doing now Thursday nights and Sunday nights at 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern, where it's live. And you can just go to freedomministries.live and the password is freedom, all lowercase. So that's 6 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern, if you want to join us live. And and uh, those are great. But Dr. Paul, who's a president of a college, shared this testimony and then he, he uh, wrote it out for us that we could share. He said we could share it here. And so this is really cool. Some of you guys saw um, the teaching we did on just school and education in general and how to succeed. And so this is powerful in my opinion. So it says, hey, Mike, a great big thank you to you and your family and the Freedom Ministries family. For more than nine years, I tried to get my son's academic achievement to the level I envisioned it. I did all the, st the standard charismatic gymnastics, meaning tongues, rebuking, everything else, but, <laughs> but nothing worked. I was only successful in frustrating my son, and that became very, very painful to watch, to watch him hurt. In early August 2020, I discovered your teaching, that, and I spoke about, you spoke about a young man who was not doing as well in school as he wanted, yet he got a scholarship simply because his mom saw him as successful. You also said that studying more and harder does not have to be the formula for academic success. This got my attention. And immediately I knew that I had found the missing piece of the puzzle. In my imagination, I started to see my son's report card with every subject at 95% and over. I saw the joy in his face and I felt fulfilled and totally at peace. Nobody agreed with me. In fact, they laughed at me. The first report card that came in was horrible. He failed every subject. The comments and laughter made me more angry, but unmoved. I spoke with my son and reminded him what I told him three weeks before I told him I still believe in what I said. You do not have to study more or work harder, and he shouldn't listen to anybody but me. That, that's so huge coming from a university president. That's big revelation. His first full report card came after that was exactly how I saw it within. Last week, he sent me the new report card with every subject 95% and over. So think about that, guys, for nine years, like working harder, trying harder, studying more, being more disciplined. All that happened is dad started to see him and conveyed that confidence in him that here's how I see you. The following day, he called and informed me he is on the honor roll. The joy in his voice and the radiance of his face was priceless to me. What I could not achieve in nine years was achieved in five months. The only difference is that I followed what you're teaching and refused to be moved by what I saw in the physical. Thank you. You made my son's salvation almost too easy to be true. Dr. Paul, President Royal College of Arts and Social Sciences. Isn't that cool? So uh, uh, I'll share another one here. Um, I got some more, but I'll save them for next week, maybe. Um, this is, uh, I changed, uh, if, if you're watching this, you'll, you know who you are. And I changed the names and, and uh, um, dates and locations and different things like that, just for the privacy. Um, but this is really cool, guys. So this is for anybody who's had, you know, significant trauma in their life. And this one happens to be you know, sexual trauma early on in life when they were young, which caused all kinds of issues later on in life, suicide uh, attempts and everything else. And so 
this gospel that we're sharing better work in everything. Otherwise, it's not the gospel at all. Um, and so this is this is cool, in my opinion. So like I said, I'm going to I'm not changing any of the substance. I'm just changing to, to share the privacy so you don't know who the, these guys are. Hey, Mike, this email is to give you an update on my daughter. You graciously spent an hour speaking with me in December. We spent time talking about theology, then trans transitioned to sharing about the difficulty my daughter has been experiencing in her mental health. And uh, I should say this guy's a, a pastor and a friend. I shared she has been admitted to the hospital three times due to the suicide attempts. She suffers from anxiety disorder, PTSD, from being blessed, eating disorders, etc. I told you that I started to envision her free and even her speaking on a platform, sharing her freedom with others. You agreed with me and shared, shared this with the prayer team. In January, once again, she attempted suicide by overdosing on her medications. Now, this is so huge, guys. I want you to get this. So we prayed and saw his daughter exactly how we wanted to be, totally free, functioning, so whole that she was ready to share and help others. And right after that, she attempted suicide again. So the natural thing would be, oh, it's not working. What am I doing wrong, et cetera. But uh, guys, the kingdom is like the seed is what it says. First the blade, then the year, then the full corn, but you will experience the harvest. And so I'm really excited that they just persisted and didn't let everything they're seeing on the outside affect them. So in January, once again, she attempted suicide by overdosing on her medications. She was rushed to a regional hospital and stabilized. The next four days were so difficult for my wife and I due to the reactions of the overdose and self-harm that she had inflicted on herself. During that time, though, I continued to see her free. We returned home uh, about two weeks later. And then the next two weeks were filled with appointments, therapists, psychiatrists, primary care physicians. The only answers were, let's continue to adjust the medications. The therapists were really putting pressure on us to look into residential care. We just didn't consider that and didn't, it didn't seem right. Then <clears throat> about three weeks later, she had a trans encounter with the Lord. And so they were led guys to um, bring in some youth, he said, that have gone through similar things that really wanted to share how they became free from it, where they, they were able, actually able to forgive, you know, who had, who had uh, uh, caused the harm to them. And um, so anyway, I, I just shortened it and, and I didn't want to use places, et cetera, just for the privacy. So she remembered the molestation and forgave the perpetrator. She literally had a face-to-face -face with God who revealed to her what he sees. Her scars have significantly been reduced. Mike, her countenance is completely different. It's effervescent. It's joy. It's emanating from her spirit. She went into her therapist. She went to her therapist who said she needed to be seen twice a week. That now has been reduced to once a week. And after this month, if she continues once every other week, her psychiatrist has halted up in medications because she's demonstrating so, such great stability. I share this to testify to the goodness of God and know that the breakthrough came because of the prayer we had been using as you have been teaching. In October, I began to see my daughter standing on a platform, declaring her freedom and actually sharing it with others. Yesterday, she asked to stand before our whole church to share this with them so, she, so they can rejoice with her as well as <clears throat> minister to those that struggled as she has. Thank you, my brother, for the revelation that you're releasing to the church. So grateful that I've had my eyes open to the glorious riches of who we are in Christ. So there's more, but I'll just, those are cool because they really fit tonight. And so thanks for sharing those guys. And uh, here's what I, you know, the title, we don't have a fairy tale God out there. Christ is in us, the actual creative power of God, literally God himself, guys, whatever you think about God, how powerful he is, how omnipotent he is, how divine he is, nothing's 
um, he's incapable of, uh, he's, anything's available to him, all things are possible to him. We, most of the time when we think of God, we think of this limitless, amazing thing that if he desired to, he could do anything he wanted. Unfortunately, most people haven't made the leap that he's in you and Christ is in you and he's one with you. And so where I get my titles sometimes is um, I listen to some of the prayer requests. I listen to a lot of the people that, that write in and email. And, uh, and I realize most people have this fairy tale God. And I'll explain to you what I, what I think that means is they still, they still have an outside God. They still think God's out there somewhere. And um, they're praying for this God to somehow intervene, not realizing he's given us dominion is what it says. I've given dominion of the earth to man. And, uh, and the New Testament, Jesus says the same thing. He says, it's the Father's great pleasure to give you the kingdom, which is his royal rule and reign. So any idea you have of God, any idea you have of the omnipotence of God, when it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, 99% of the people still believe in praying to this God out there where it says, trust in the Lord, which is yud heh literally in Hebrew. And that's within is what it says. yud heh the kingdom Christ is in you. The glory of God is in you. And so I'll go through this a little bit, but uh, <clears throat> I want you to get this because we're going to talk about Moses and Yehoshua again a little bit tonight. But I, really what I want you to see is, you know, Jesus says something interesting. He says, you search the scriptures looking for life, but you're not going to find life because you're taking those scriptures literally. You're thinking those are stories about history or stories about a literal Moses and everything else, not realizing they're all stories about me is what Jesus says. And Jesus literally is, Yehoshua is salvation. Now, where is this Yudhevavhe? How does, how does Yehoshua work? Where is this kingdom? Where is Christ? <coughs> so he says, all of those are stories. And if you, I'm not saying they're not, they didn't happen in the physical. What I am saying is the physical is still the shadow. It's not the real thing. He says, because the real thing are the spiritual truths that are eternal, that those stories talk about. And all of those stories happen within you. And so all scripture, you're going to see all the, all the writers talk about the natural man, which you could call the carnal man and the spiritual man or the mind of Christ. And so what that really means is there's this great uh, thing within every human being of learning how to become God, learning how to come back to your oneness with him, learning how to live out of the spirit where you realize the spirit literally controls everything you do in the physical. That's what all the scriptures are about. When he says, all of it talks about me, which is yud Yahweh is salvation. So and we know that salvation's within, Christ is within, the kingdom is within. And so it's interesting. So when you when you think of Moses, when you think of Joshua and Joshua 1, um, I want you to start thinking that way. It's like, yeah, okay, we could, we could, we could say, oh, that was a story about history where Moses and Joshua and all these different things, thousands of years ago, etc. That is still the shadow. It's not the real thing. The real thing is what does it mean to you spiritually? And so we have this um. I think most people, what I've been seeing is, is uh, when they ask for prayer, when they do things, they still are begging. They have no assurance. Um, they're begging, pleading, sort of hoping that maybe God will come through for them or hear them. And so 
I want you to get this, guys. Is to me, that's a fairy tale God. That's a God that doesn't exist. That's a God that you've been taught exists. And the scriptures talk about assurance, and I want you to live in total faith. I want you, which is really just totally assurance, and and I've given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. And so we see Moses in Joshua one. It says, "Moses, my servant is dead. Now Yeshua, go into the promised land, and re, and anywhere your foot treads will be given to you." Now it's not the literal treading of feet where he is. It's everything's within. And so it says, whatever you see yourself and accept as real, that'll be given to you. And so it says all creation is finished and all creation is good. And he's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. And so let's, let's talk about this character, Moses, again, Moses literally, literally means to draw out of yourself salvation, to draw out of water or the spirit, what you want. And when you draw out your own salvation, exactly what you want in any area of your life, now you've experienced Jesus Christ. Now you've experienced the promised land, which is Yahweh saves because of the anointing within. And so <clears throat> what's really cool about that is then it says um, Moses wrote his own obituary and nobody can find where that old man is buried. And so if we really look at this story, it really means this is that there's something going on in your life that you don't want. You don't have to live with those results forever. Literally salvation, drawing out the life you want is Moses. It's a potential. It's, it's, you can have anything you want, and that's who you are. You're in Moses right now. You can, you can have any desire you want. You can have anything you literally want in, in life, and you can draw it out of yourself. It comes from within, not praying to a God out there or trusting in a God out there somewhere. And when you do it, you'll experience the promises, which now it's Jesus Christ. Salvation is within. And that old man who used to be worried about, etc., it's as if it didn't exist. You can't even, it's, in fact, the old man's such a non-part of you. What you did within to see yourself, how you literally desired is as if that old man never existed so much so that you can't even find where they buried the guy. It literally changes everything as if it didn't exist. And so when you really get that, um, I think people, that's when you, life starts to come. So let me just go through this a little bit. Um, with, with uh, the whole idea of shin and everything else. So I want to, I want to change gears a little bit. And, and um, like I said, this just comes from, I kind of judge like, where are people at? Because I can hear where they're at based on their prayer requests, et cetera. And so when I say they don't have a fairy, get, fairy tale God out there somewhere, um, they're believing in a God that's somehow different than anything. This God that they're believing doesn't even exist. The real God is in you. It's Christ in you. The hope of glory It's literally the weightiness of God is within you. And uh, if we look at in the beginning in Genesis, it says the earth was without form and void. It was just formless. And then God, who, who is, he's the only thing that ever existed before there was creation. So all of creation has to be built out of him, his very essence. Uh, everything's built out of God. So let's, let's just look at this a little bit. So <clears throat> It is believing in the nature of God that is not true. It's believing in a God outside of themselves that is fickle. Now, what are some examples of that? This is how people pray. Um, it sounds really good, but it's religious. Nothing. It, it really becomes futile. And I think that, unfortunately, the God that most of you have been taught, even if you've been in church your whole life, is, doesn't, doesn't exist. It's really, I, I call it futile Christianity, where I can't wait for Christians to believe in Christianity. And what that means is, they think that if I believe the right thing, I'm going to be saved and healed. Um, and I think, <laughs> Barb and I always go, how's that going for you? 
You could be like, oh, I've been Christian this long and I've, I've done this, this religious exercise so long. I've prayed in tongues this long. I've got into the word. I know every word in the Bible, yet their life's falling apart. That's not salvation. Salvation is abundance, healness, healing, wholeness, vitality, life, joy, everything from within as if it's real right now. And so they've been taught something like this. So here's where I know you're believing in a, a fictitious God. When they say something like this, we are praying for God to move in this situation. Um, that is not God. That's a fairy tale God. Because God, and we get into this a little bit about the name of God and Yeshua and Yahweh saves in the shin within you, how, how you literally oh, I have dominion over everything in the physical. Um, when, you are, when you are praying for God to move and you're one with God, and if you're trusting the Lord with all your heart, which you're one with him, where does this trust need to happen? I would bet if you really just analyze your thoughts when you're going, we're, pray with us that for God will move in this situation you've missed God. Or you say something like this, we are believing for X. It doesn't matter what you put in there. We are believing for, or agree with us in prayer for. And I was sharing this the other night. So if you have any cause of anything in your life, that's, that has anything to do with a situation, um, your past, the economy, COVID, uh, you know, my family was this way, so this is why I am where I am. That's why I think that testimony is so powerful. This girl could have been um, traumatized for life, but thank God dad, dad gets it. Dad starts to get, wait a minute, Christ is in me. And all creation responds to that glory that's within me, which is literally the weightiness of God. Once you really re get, guys, that all creation, everything that's created is of God, and his very nature and essence is responsive to what's in you, now you control the deal. You get to respond. So he starts seeing his daughter perfectly loved, perfectly whole. In fact, so healed that uh, she can visualize what happened to her, but there's no sting left. In fact, she's like, I'm so healed and whole. I forgave the, the perpetrator. I'm so full of life. There's nothing but life in me. I, I, don't, I can't even have resentment about my past. So, um, and here's what I've been hearing a lot. Because of the economy, I got laid off or this happened to me. Um, therefore, this is what my finances look like. You've just made COVID. You've just made the economy. You have just made a political, I don't care what it is. If you've made outside something, you're saying that because I got laid off is become my God. Because if what happened to you is because of that, then that's God. It has to be. It can't be anything else. So, I know you're not trying to do that, but that's exactly what you've made God, and you've made it this fairy tale God. Now, people that have getting it, that are getting this, and I hope you get it, that are really starting to tie in. Guys, we've had people their income's gone up this year without a job because they haven't tied their income to economy, COVID, their job, their hours, their nothing. They're going, I know Christ is within me, and all creation responds to me. So I see myself totally whole, totally prospering, my income going up every night every week. I don't really care how I get there because God in me says, we don't have to know how we know not how is the kingdom, but we will see the fruit. They've made Christ in them. Now God, we're the right place for it because they're one with him and all creation responds to what you're doing with them. So that is the real God. 
And so the truth is the nature of God is Yahweh, which is yud heh which simple translation, guys, is I am. It's yad hava, which is to be. So any, any, any part of to be is I am. And so, and I've, I've taught you this, is yud heh is yad is the power of God or the seed of God that, that forms and fashions. Whatever we see within, whatever we choose to focus on, we become. I am. So the true God, not the fairy tale God, not a going, believe in God for him to move, believe in God that he will do this. He's literally trying to tell you this, guys. I and the Father are one. <clears throat> My name will always be I am. Whatever you choose to spend your time dwelling on is exactly the all creation will respond to you and bring you to that, which is quantum, which is relativity. It's, it's the science behind it. It's scripture. It's the real God versus the fairy tale God. A lot of you guys have been praying to your whole life. So hopefully that makes sense. And it really is prayer. Uh, I've, I've been sharing with you guys a lot. Of, um, when you put in a prayer request, I go, I don't want to hear everything wrong because what you've just done, guys, is you've told me everything wrong. And I was sharing with a, with somebody. So they were telling me everything wrong. And I said, blah, blah, blah. This is what's happening. This is what's happening. This is what happened. They're giving me all the facts, right? No. And I said, if you want to, let me just give you some advice. Because he was saying it out to a, a team of people. I said, most people have no idea to control their thoughts. So what you've literally done is... You've got them to worry about all these things that you just listed. Now let's believe God for a miracle. <laughs> I go, that's going to be bad news, guys. I said, why don't you just say, here's what happened. And we're so excited about it. Then, then everybody uses all the creative ability of God within them to go, that's so amazing. So they just start to image and picture and feel what you told them happened. And that's what come to pass. But when you try to tell people, hey, pray for this, 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 we're praying for it versus thank God this is what we've decided on and this is what we have. Now all creation responds to exactly what you just did. That's why scripture says, believe you already have it. Then it comes. And that's really prayer becomes thanksgiving for what you already have. So when, when I tell people send in a prayer request, I, I always tell them, what do you want? And it's fascinating. A lot of people don't know. They just want to tell me all the junk. But when you really go, I don't need to know any of that because it doesn't matter. All creation responds to the heart and mind within man, which is divinity, which is Christ in you. So tell me what you decided that you are. Hey, I decided that this is my life. This is my prosperity. This is what I have. Thank you for that. Oh, that's beautiful prayer. Now all your creative abilities focused on only what you want, which is his name forever. So hopefully that makes sense. Let me just go to this, this next uh, slide and we'll, I'll share a little more things. So I just want to talk about this a little bit more. So John 16, 24, and like I said, all prayer verses um, are 100% accurate. They're not maybe. So when I hear people say, um, we're believing God for, we're praying, agree with for us on this. Um, we know God can do it. No doubt. Like, hello. What you're missing is he goes, I've given that to you. And you're, you're the one who controls this whole thing. I've given dominion over the earth to you. All right. So it says, until now, you've not asked for anything in my name, which is his nature, which is his essence, which is his very character. It's not going in Jesus name. You got nothing. Ask, you will receive so that your joy may be complete. He wouldn't say, 
um, let's believe God for this because there's zero faith in that. There's zero assurance in that. And sure, faith is just being sure of who you are and knowing what, what you do within is you can trust 100% because it's God himself, the very nature of God, bringing it to pass in ways you don't know how for you. If I know that, and if I pray for anything in my name, literally I can choose any desire I want in this world, knowing that all creation responds to me and it comes to pass, I can get pretty joyful about that. So the name is the very nature essence of someone's character. So the name of Moses, I'm not focused on a physical Moses. I'm not saying it didn't exist. What I'm saying is it, that's not the meaning behind it. It's not the spirit. Because anything you can see in the physical, if we can see a physical Moses, um, you've still got the shadow. The, the real thing is what Hebrews says is what happens in your heart. All the stories about you learning to go from, from the physical, where you're controlled by what you see with the physical, to becoming Israel, the man who rules as God, realizing that the spiritual actually gives shape and form. And Moses says, I can birth any desire out of the water, out of the spirit within me. And now I experience Jesus Christ, salvation from within. So I just review again, Exodus 3.14. So what is his name? What is his very nature? And then God says to Moses, I am that I am. That's my nature. This is my nature. I'm going to say nature there versus name. This is my name forever. And this is my memorial unto all generations. My name is never going to change. This is my essence. In fact, everything that's ever been created is this essence. And so everything that's created is from him. So all of creation carries his very nature. His nature is yud heh vav heh. And like I told you, what yud heh vav heh is, is Yod is the power of God or the seed of God that literally all creation responds to whatever we choose to focus on and brings that to us. That's yud heh vav heh because that's going to be my nature. So anytime you say, uh, I am this or I have this, my son is already whole. I already am abundant. Ah, now you've got God. Now you've got God. And so, you know, scripture says this mystery that's been hidden for ages because most, most religion and most Christianity, yeah, they're still trying to find God. They're still trying to find, they're still waiting for a physical Jesus to come back on Jerusalem and uh, go conquer something. I don't know what. And so uh, <laughs> anything you can see is not the real thing. So you've still got shadow if that's what you're after. He goes, salvation's now. The kingdom is now. In fact, it's in you. It's a place that you never would look for. It's within you. So imagine to the writers, guys, they think God is so holy. He's out there that they wouldn't even write you Vavhe. They would take a new pen and have to write it. And then the revelation is this thing that you think is so holy is one with you. In fact, it's Christ in you. The anointing's in you. So the mystery that's been hidden for ages is now revealed is that Christ, which is the anointing, the hope of glory, is in you. Now, that hope of glory, that glory, like I said, is kavot in Hebrew. It's, it's the, whatever you think of God, how powerful he is, how weighty he is, he said, he goes, the actual weightiness of God is one with you. Your very next breath is the kavot of God. Your very next thought is the weight of God. Your very next thought has the ability to shape and mold all of creation right now. Therefore, don't, I, I love what Francois says. He says, religion specializes in distance and delay, meaning God's out there somewhere, the fairy tale God, and not yet. No, it's not yet. We still have to wait for him to come down. Um, we have to come back. <laughs> no. He goes, when you look at yourself in the mirror, you've seen the fullness of God in a body. You're the skin tent that he's indwelled, is what it says. 
And so anyway, that thing that all of creation will forever be looking for, it'll always, it's always this way. There's, it's nothing really changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We're just trying to get you there to what you can already experience, which is learning that Christ is in you. The glory of God is in you. And whatever you choose to decide, this is how my life's going to be. I am this. All creation literally forms shapes to what you just did. That's the real God. That's not the fairy tale God where you're hoping God will come through. There's no faith in that, guys. There's no assurance in that. If I've got a fickle God that might hear me, that might not hear me, um, if I'm trying to pray in a, a tongue because the devil won't hear it and then it'll break through, good Lord, guys, there's like 8 million things that can be wrong with that. There's zero assurance in that. Once you get everything that's ever been created is created out of the nature and essence of God. And that nature and essence of God bows to what you do within, whatever you choose. I choose this is who I am. Ah, now you've experienced God and it comes to pass. So I want to share one more thing. I, I touched on this last week, but this is Greg Braden's divine matrix. And then we'll go through um, the shin and Yeshua again real quick. <clears throat> but what I wrote there, the mystery that's been hidden for ages that is now revealed is Christ. The absolute glory of God is within you. The actual power, glory, sheer magnificence of everything God is, the vast power he is, is one with you. That's a head scratcher when you get it. Now, science is on this right now. So I love this where he's talking about a hologram like I talked about. So what he's saying is everything that is, is connected and is responsive because we're finding that the human being is way more powerful than we ever thought. Well, of course, because you're one with God and all creation we know bows to God. And guess what? That God is one with you. In fact, he's in you. And so the hologram, if you know, everything that's created has the potential and the same thing of of every little piece. So all of creation is literally in every atom in the world, which is pretty interesting. So here's how he describes it. The universally connected hologram of consciousness, basically I am who you believe you are, promises that the instant we create good wishes in prayer, they are instantaneously received at their destination. Meaning, so let's put this into practical terms. When I pray, when the prayer team goes, we see them whole. We're not going, Lord, please make them whole. We choose to see them whole. Now, what's really cool about that is Yahweh's within. What we choose actually shapes and forms everything in the world. So when we choose to see them whole, every particle in the world, every whatever you want to call it, quantum particle, what you know, all this language, um, just know that it's one. There's one body, there's one, there's one world that everything's connected and everything's made out of oneness which is him which is indivisible so the minute you do one thing in one place all creation responds and so this is kind of interesting it says <clears throat> he's talking about uh uh this physicist and says all that happens in one place happens at the exact same time in every other place all that happened at one time also happens at the exact same time in every other time nothing is local limited to where and when it's happening through the hologram of awareness or consciousness, meaning I am, whatever you believe, a little change in our lives is mirrored everywhere in the world. Now, that's really cool to me. And I want to show you, as I was sharing the, um, that article out of the Wired magazine, whether science is really struggling with relativity and quantum, and I don't want to get too deep in all that. But it really is the whole, if you want to simplify it, guys, the whole creation responds to whatever you say I am. 
whatever you believe you are at your core, all creation makes that real to you, which is his essence, which is his name, which is nature, which will be forever. And so this article called uh, Physicist Has an Elegant Solution to Quantum Mystery, which is in Wired Magazine. Actually, this is kind of funny because when I'm reading, I'm going, yeah, that's what we've been sharing. But there's always been this issue with relativity and quantum because they don't work exactly together because most people are going, if we do this, that'll cause an effect to do that. So what this, what these physicists are saying, which solves the whole equation, <clears throat> what we're saying is you can look on the world from a perspective that's beyond the speed of light. From this faster than light vantage point, you can swap the order of cause and effect. So most people, the physicists will go, the quantum world works like this and it's a law. And what they're finding out is the quantum world is responsive to you. The mystery is we've reversed cause and effect. Now, let me just show you a little example of that. Here's, here's, here's Christianity. We are praying for God to move. We are praying for God to do a miracle. We are praying for this. So what they're thinking is, if I do something, the cause, that's going to make an effect. And what they're finding out, it's backwards, guys. Meaning this. So let me just show you an example. So if I want this pen to be over here, I simply see it over here. And the world, somehow it'll end up over here. I don't have to figure that out. Most people do this. If I push on this pen, it'll come over here. The truth is this, guys. If I see this pen over here, somehow it's going to get over there. Whether I push it, whether my wife pushes it, whether Solomon pushes it, whether my cat throws it, he used the whole world is responsive. And we'll make it happen over there. So the effect, what we see, so scripture says this, believe you have it, then all creation responds and makes what you believe true. Cause and effect are backwards. When I simply believe that that's over here, I don't really care how. It says, believe you have received it and you will. And that's what I was sharing last week. If it takes 10,000 people halfway across the world to make what I just believe is true happen, then that's what it's going to take because all creation is made out of the very set thing and all creation responds to this magnificent creation, which is us. The kingdom of glory is within the Christ is within somehow this mystery, our hearts and minds cause everything to shape and mold what we do within. So here's what I, here's, here's what I'm really sharing with people. What I really want you to get out of this, stop begging God, stop saying because of the economy, this, no, no, no. You see what you want. And it doesn't matter if the economy is locked down for the next 800 years, guys. Somehow, some way, all creation responds to make it over there. You be the only guy prospering if everybody else is believing in this fairy tale God. You believe in the real God. Because that's God. That's who you are. That's, that's giving glory to God. That's giving glory to creation, which is you, his most powerful creature that's ever been created. Now, all right, let's finish with this. Yeshua. Moses. So, all right. So, all the scriptures... <clears throat> talk about the same story. They talk about Yahweh, Yudhei how things are created. Now, everything that's ever been created is within God. Even the junk, even the bad things we've created. And uh, I don't know about you, but I know there's, because of wrong belief systems, whatever, I've created things that I don't necessarily enjoy, where you, you change, you go, you get light and revelation going, oh, I'm not going to believe that anymore. And when you start to believe the right thing, mysteriously, everything works. Like, 
the the example that Paul was using, our friends here, you know, they're this is the, this is how God works, guys. This is what's so cool to me. Some close friends of ours here, they're all these advisors are going, hey, you know what? You're not college material, you're not gonna do this. Well, guess what? He wanted to wrestle in college. So mom starts to go, I see my son getting the scholarship. The physical world, the man who's ruled by his senses would go would be going, you know what? You need to get your grades up. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do that. Which usually just puts pressure on. They feel worse. They feel guilty. They feel worse than everything. She got it. She starts going, I see my son getting a scholarship. Unbeknownst to them, one of their best friends is in New Orleans. And at the exact same time, all creation responds. If it takes somebody in New Orleans to make this happen, he goes, you know what? I'm tired of just doing business. I want to, I want to get back into wrestling. He, he takes a wrestling coach job and he calls him and goes, you're the first guy I'm going to give a scholarship to. That's all creation response to Christ in you. Amen. Now, what if we created something we don't like? How many of you ever done that? I have. If we had to live with our mistakes our whole life, that would be a total junk. And that would eliminate grace. That would eliminate love, actually. If you, if you listen to 1 Corinthians 13, he keeps no record of wrong. And if he keeps no record of wrong, why should we? If the creator of everything which is in us goes, yeah, I endure all things. I'm with you when you make those mistakes. As soon as you want to be done with it, simply change your picture of who you are. And all creation is going to respond. You get to write your own obituary whenever you want. Meaning, I'm tired of being poor. I'm tired of feeling guilty. I'm tired of not having loving relationships. I'm tired of um, my body not feeling whole. Now, you can blame it on something. You can blame it on a body part. You can blame it on this. You can blame it on the diet. You can blame it on the economy. You can do whatever you want. You've just made that something outside of you a God. And that's a fairy tale God. But it is real. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's the only God that exists. That's his only nature. That's who he will always be. That'll be his name for all generations. But out of his infinite grace, he gave us a shin. So all creation, God himself, everything that is, even the mistakes we make are still contained in all creation. It's in. That possibility for us to go blow it is there. But what's really cool is we don't have to live with it. I don't care how bad it is. We get to write our own bitch go, that's not the old me. That's the old me. I choose to see myself like this from now on. And it'll bring such a radical change in your life and make all things new, guys, that you can't even find where to bury that old person. You won't even know, oh, oh, really? That's such an old part of me. I don't remember it. So I hope you get this. So out of his grace, he, he gave the son, which is Yeshua, Jesus in English, a shin. So the first three letters of Yeshua, Joshua, are the same as Yahweh, yud Vav. The power of God, the hand of God, the shaping spirit of God is Whatever you choose to believe or focus on, become pay pay attention on, focus on, <clears throat> becomes, attaches yourself to it. Vav. Now, what's really cool is if you've previously created something you don't want, you have a shin. It'll take that old existence, that, that your current situation, and shin, guys, if you read there, it says the shin is the tooth or fire, the very form the process of transformation of breaking down something. So in this case, um, I'm just going to take, um, oh, I don't, I, I, just take anything. So <clears throat> take any mistake you've ever made, and you're, you're suffering the consequences now, let's say, God, I wish I wouldn't do this because that you believe that that's what put you in this situation, et cetera. And it wasn't because you did that. There's a belief in what you 
believe did that to you. So let's just say, um, let's just say uh, uh, lack of abundance, all right? Yahweh is salvation. So here's what it says. You don't have to try figure out why you were there. You don't have to go navel gaze and figure out all the mistakes you've made over the last years. You don't need to do a lot of psych work and change everything. Let the dead bury the dead, guys. That's dead stuff. That's death. Don't even worry about it. You simply choose what you want life to look like. And the shin in you will break that current situation down to as very smallest particle or element. It's interesting that thousands of years ago in the Hebrew, they were getting all these spiritual truths. And it says it breaks it down to a smallest element. In today's world, we would say it breaks it down to its fallest form, smallest form, which is simply light waves, quanta. It's light packets of lighter energy. And the shaping spirit of Christ within you breaks that situation of guilt down, that abundance down, that lack of health down. And reshapes it and responds to what you chose to see your life look like as if that old thing never existed. That's the shin within you guys. So when it says the sons were given dominion over the earth, we're given a shin so we can literally devour, chew up, consume like a fire, boil it down to pure thought, pure energy, pure light, quanta, the smallest particle. And that shaping spirit of Christ within us shapes it into what we do want. That's why we have dominion. It says you can conceive of something. You don't have to worry about how you got there, why you got there, blaming anything. You can forgive everyone and everything, which is really the shin, because it consumes as if it never existed. And you're now you're enjoying the life of what you did want. That's Yeshua. That's salvation within. And you start to enjoy life. So the power of God is seeing what I see within and it involves or attaches me to it physically. It breaks down all the stuff we don't want simply by focusing on the different potentials, simply by believing a different thing about our life. And it forms into what we do want. That's Yeshua. So you went from Moses being able to take any potential out of yourself, to birth it out of yourself, to birth it out of the spirit. Now you've gone into the promise. You've actually received the promise and you received Jesus Christ, which is the shin within me changes, molds, shapes, everything. And the stuff I didn't want is as if it never existed. And I just enjoy new life. So. That's it, guys. So don't worry about why why your body's this way. Don't worry about this this happened to you in your past. Don't go, this happened in my family because of the economy. This happened. You simply see yourself how you want it to be. All creation responds to the name within you. This year. The very nature and essence is moldable, it's shapeable to this beautiful gift called Christ in us. The anointing of God, the little weightiness and heaviness of God, everything God is, is in you. And when you simply go, I'm going to be this from now on. All creation responds, gets rid of the old, and you become the new. That's prayer, guys. That's the true God. So God bless you guys. Hope that helps, and we'll see you soon.